Have you ever thought about creating your own podcast? Whether you need a creative outlet, more clients, or looking for a side hustle that doesn't take up all your time, the podcast industry is booming. With millions of listeners and worth billions of dollars, it's growing every day. When we first created our podcast, we thought it would be quick and easy. It was not. After countless hours of recording and uploading, until out of thousands of applications, we were selected to join Google's podcast creator program. We learned how to develop a podcast, create it, market it, grow it, and make money. So we've taken everything we learned, combined it with our personal experience, and created a step-by-step course for you. By applying everything we're going to teach you, we've ranked our show in the top 5% of podcasts. So if you want to create yours, hit the link in the show notes or go to literacykings.com. We're not out here freestyling. What are you trying to do? I, Jay with the NBA, building generational wealth. So anything that I buy will be for my wife and my children after I leave. That's why, that, you know, and that's what really helped me curve my Jordan habit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I curved that Jordan habit because I'm, I got on some stuff that, hey man, whatever I buy must be transferable. Started at the bottom, now we black entrepreneurs. It look good on us too. It look good. And we can do it again because we did it all before. Yeah. Slave ship the ownership. Reading is fundamental. What up, what up? This is the Literacy Kings podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about desire versus purpose. Desire versus purpose, man. Uh, if you made it this far, then uh, you ain't new to it. You true to it. You know that it's been some gems coming out of this book. So we ain't going to tease you with it, man. Let's go ahead and get straight into it. Jay with the NBA. Give us this, that excerpt out mm. of the book, my mm-hmm. brother. Um, purpose and desire can seem similar, but they are very different. Sometimes even opposing forces. Desire is personal, narrow, and pointed, and tends towards self-preservation, self-gratification, and short-term gains and and pleasures. Purpose is wider, broader, a longer-term vision encompassing the benefits of others sometimes outside of yourself you're willing to fight for there have been many times in my life where I was acting from a place of desire but I fully convinced myself that it was purpose see desire is what you want purpose is the flowering of what you are desire tends to weaken over time Whereas purpose strengthens the more you lean into it. Desire can be depleting because it's insatiable. Purpose is empowering. It's a stronger engine. Purpose has a way of contextualizing life's unavoidable sufferings and making them meaningful and worthwhile. As Viktor Frankl wrote, In some ways, suffering ceases to be suffering at the moment it finds a meaning, such as the meaning of a sacrifice. Right? Mm. So when I read that, bro, I was like, dang, bro. 
how often do we confuse them? All the time. Uh, when so in Literacy Kings has a podcast course, and in the podcast course, one of the be, begin the beginning uh, in the beginning, one of the things you have to do is find your purpose, the purpose for your podcast, and. <clears throat> It said the purpose state statement has a, it's a template and it says my purpose is to and that's where you insert what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then the second part says so that I can and that's where you insert. Oh, I mean, excuse me, it says so that and that's where you insert who you doing it for, who benefits. Mm. So for the purpose statement to be complete, it's what you're giving. But then who's receiving it? Who are you giving it to? Who benefits? Mm-hmm. Without that part of it, it's an incomplete purpose statement. Yeah, that's exactly right, bro. Because di- desires are individual mm-hmm. and uh, purpose uh, affects everyone uh, that's in your concentric circle, bro. Mm-hmm. Everyone who you have a realm of influence over is affected by you living out your purpose. Hands down. Right, hands down. So, just some background context on this. Um, this part of the book is um, when he's uh, filming Ali. Mm-hmm. Like I said um, in the last episode, it that's it transformed how him and his team do, do business. And um, they had a, a a racist situation in uh, South Africa when they were filming. Mm. Um, they had a production crew from South Africa and South Africa, the production crew was predominantly white and the people where they were feeling, I, I think they were filming in Mozambique and the people that were on set, Jamie Foxx and all these people, this is mostly black crew, mm-hmm. right? So, um, there was a production assistant, a young black kid who, went to use the restroom and oh, this is how the story goes. He went to use the restroom and one of the crew members from South African, the, 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 the white members, uh, pushed his head against the toilet. He, the story was the dude pee and didn't clean up the toilet properly. So the guy took his head and put it against the toilet seat and basically cleaned the toilet seat with with this kid's face. And get the strap. Right. Get the strap. Listen, uh, Will's bodyguard, Charlie Mack, went off. Mm-hmm. Now, in case you don't know who Charlie Mack is, Charlie Mack is 6'8", uh, 260, 270, like, Big guy. It's the guy that's spinning Will around his head on Fresh Prince when it first come <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, that's Charlie Mack. Yeah. That's Will Smith's bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> um, he went off. He he jumped in all them South African guys' face. There's about forty of them lined up outside the the set. Charlie Mack, like where he at? Like basically smash my MF and face mm-hmm, in the toilet. Do me mm-hmm. like what do I got to do to get my face <laughs> yeah, smashed in yeah, the toilet? Yeah. He, Charlie Max started talking yeah. about this dude, Mama. Yeah, started, is that enough? Is that enough for me to talk about your sorry, Mama? Like, yeah, what do I got to do to get my and like Charlie went off, bro. And he told Will like this what happened, bro. They put this man head in the toilet. Like, come on, we not doing that, bro. We'll stop production. Mm. And uh. You need a production crew to film a movie, bro. Mm-hmm. And they have already spent millions. They were already millions in on performing Ali. 
So Will said, um, this guy is going to be fired today or we're not finishing this movie. Mm-hmm. Principle. Purpose. And um, the dude, the, the leader of the production crew from the white guys from South Africa, he was like, well, if he goes, all of us go. Mm. And Will was like, I know we ain't gonna be able to finish the movie if they all go. But uh he basically told him, Alright, well, me and the director will fly a, a crew in from America and spend millions on just flying them there just so we can finish the job, just to prove a point mm-hmm. that you ain't gonna treat nobody like this. He said, I thought about it slightly, but then I realized who movie this was. This mm-hmm. was Muhammad Ali's, Ali's movie. And he says Ali would never want his film to come to screen on the back of a 17-year-old boy's head in the toilet. Mm. Said the decision was clear. Mm-hmm. And basically, Will Smith cussed him out and said, then all of you MFers can go the F home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I will spend every dime of my fee. Of mm-hmm. my fee. Mm-hmm. I do this movie for free. I will spend every dime of my fee to fly a crew from the U.S., but what we're not going to do is have people's head getting shoved into toilets on Muhammad Ali's movie. Mm-hmm. So go home. Mm-hmm. And the director 100% back to Will. Mm-hmm. Right? And ultimately, only about 20% of the crew left. Mm-hmm. And the other people stayed. And But it still cost the money. Yeah, Will, still have to It still cost Will and the producer. He said, we split... The, the overages uh, it was a few million between us it's <laughs> <laughs> a few million between you right he said now. but I felt like it was a no brainer yeah and yeah. it says I was coming into an understanding of the power of, pur- of purpose mm. like what what we doing mm. it for then it, it, and you know it, if if I'm a huge movie star and I'm on the set of Ali mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think it's cause it had a lot to do with the fact that it was Ali's movie, mm-hmm. bro. And no, and as, as much research he had done on the mm-hmm. road, mm-hmm. he ain't ain't no way he could have any type of clear conscience mm-hmm. saying, uh, "All right, man, let's just keep it going to finish the movie." Nah, man. Yeah, and, and here's the thing: he promised Ali before he died that I was gonna give you a movie. Mm-hmm. So he said, "He's That's like, powerful. I can't, I can't risk the fact that." Um. I, I I know I'm risking the fact that I told Ali I was gonna promise him a movie, that I was gonna do his movie justice. But here's the thing: I don't think he would want me to finish it, right? In, in, under this particular circumstances, right? Exactly. But like I said, he ended up finishing on his dime. Will basically dropped his own bag, got yeah. his own production crew, and all of that. That's powerful for the for the point, bro. That's so powerful. Will use that. Uh, I like I said, Ali set Will on the path, man. To make sure the rest of his life lined up under his purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And Will's purpose is to make sure everyone around him lives better. Yeah. Right? If you talk about his family, you talk about how he feels about his children, how he feels about Jada, how he feels about his crew. And his his goal is to make sure that everyone connected to his concentric circle feels better. Yeah, that's good. Like that's his purpose that you can get out of the book, right? So his desire, number one movie star in the world, mm-hmm. right? But his purpose 
was to affect the lives of everyone around him. See, number one movie star in the world, yeah, that might affect him because yeah, my dad's number one movie theater, movie one actor, number one movie actor in the world. But that's only Will's desire, mm-hmm. and he realized that later on when. Um, Willow mm-hmm. got into music mm-hmm. right and he was trying to put his desires on, on Willow her. Mm-hmm. and Willow was like no nah, I'm good right yeah <laughs> right and quit in the middle didn't of the tour that she had the number one song in the on tour Bro. didn't mean that she wanted to go home she's like alright yeah. I'm done yeah. I, 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 my experiment is over with <laughs> right. yeah. he's like well, what is going on like yeah but he said, he was like, that's the desire that I had for her. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of, that was part of me saying, man, you know, she could pick up where I left off the mm-hmm. music. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he happy for her. He tell her, oh, no, you got to be the best at this. But actually, that's his desires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. But he realized his purpose to make her life better is to have her live in her own truth. Right. So he had to come to some understanding. Right. That, um, hey, man, she has to live her life right right the way right. she sees it right um so what does this mean for you financially though see when you make financial decisions they must be the best decision for you long term and they must also serve your financial purpose mm. right because we got desires too yeah man i desire this porsche you desire that tesla you yeah. desire. But here's the thing. Do they serve your financial purpose? Do right. you even have a financial purpose? Mm-hmm. Have you even established one yet? My purpose is to so that. Yeah. And get this money is not a purpose, <laughs> that was okay? My purpose, bro. Yeah, I'm telling you, because I'm speaking my to myself. For a long you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what's, it, what, what's your goal? Get this money. Three <laughs> words. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So but, that I can get more of this money. Yeah, facts. Yeah. I can. <laughs> Um, when you don't let me tell you what happened when you don't when you don't have the purpose you're only gonna impulse buy Mm -hmm. because those impulse buys run off your desires Mm -hmm. right and impulse buying what you desire will derail you from reaching a purpose Mm -hmm. especially if your purpose is generational wealth because there's always gonna be something you can impulse buy yep it's always going to be 100%. a new, a new 100% desire. 100% of the time. And if you're not steady buying these assets that go towards your purpose of generational wealth, you're going to get derailed. It's going to be natural, mm-hmm. bro. Because what you should be doing is trying to only buy things that fit in your overall financial goal. Yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Because... We we coming from these communities where our resources ain't just overflowing, bro. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? We ain't just got no uh the the the, the well ain't just uh tapped mm-hmm. open to the water ain't just flowing like that. Mm-hmm. So uh you gotta be more st- strategic about what we're doing. And it's okay to tell yourself no on asset B because you really need to get asset A. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um asset A is in your purpose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it it aligns with what you're trying to leave for your children. SAB is cool, but SAB is only going to be cool for you. Right, 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 right. You know what That's I'm saying? Good. Or you can think about it like this. B might be a liability that mm-hmm. you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
when you really need to be buying an asset mm-hmm. that you can pass on. And the thing about the thing about when you think about purpose and, and desire is the misconception is that you're being cheated or that you're lacking something. Same way when we talked about budgeting on how you can feel like, you know, uh, being a slave to the budget. I make all this money. I can't even do what I want to with it and things like that. Mm -hmm. But when you're focusing on purpose instead of solely focusing on desire, it's desire plus. It's desire and some, right? So if Will's, you know, no, or we talking about yeah. Will if Will's desire the biggest movie store in the world, right? But when you tie tie that to purpose, it's I want to be in be the biggest movie store in the world so that I can have a voice, uh, invoke change, tell stories that haven't been told, that inspire, that motivate. That you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So not only do your is your desire accomplished, having a purpose helps guide your desire in a genuine um um life giving way not like i'm gonna be a biggest movie store in the world by hook or crook whoever <laughs> i gotta you know what i'm saying knock out a cripple you know what i mean or, or, or bad mouth or you know what i'm saying no nah, because when i look at my purpose i see why i'm trying to do this so this helps me pick the roles that i'm picking and you know um you know communicate how i'm communicating and do what i do with my money instead of taking that three mil and buying another house in miami right you know what i'm saying let me stand up for injustice in south africa you know so it, it really it turns you up and so short term right short term the three mil um um may be lost right but long term how powerful of that portion that excerpt inside of that book how powerful is that is that part of what's gonna you know make it a new york Times bestseller is that part of why people are going to be speaking about the book word of the word of mouth from the book like it's so much deeper than just the topical thing of like achieving or attaining it and it works the same way financially you're not giving up you're not losing you're setting up for a bigger play so if you want to know man is this a desire or is this purpose well i'll I'll read this other this part again purpose is wider broader a longer term vision encompassing the benefits of others my purpose is to so that so let's go through some examples so let's talk about stocks right You could trade stocks mm-hmm. or you can long-term hold. Mm-hmm. If you trade, then you have a desire to make that profit at the time. Mm-hmm. Right? You're capitalizing on this. Oh man, I can make this, I can make that. I can sell this amount of shares, right? If you long-term hold, you will benefit from it and whoever your beneficiary is, you can pass that to them as well. Mm-hmm. So, trading would be more short-term desires, and long-term holding would be more of purpose. Especially if you want to talk about passing wealth to the next generation, mm-hmm. um, because, like I said, that will affect however many generations it goes before somebody decides to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Like I can, like my grandchildren can literally live with 
old realty that I got in my as long as old realty doing good mm-hmm. and 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 Austin Jaden don't sell it, then they can pass it to my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. You it you literally have people who assets have reached people that they've never met. Mm-hmm. So your assets can go further than you can. Facts. 100%. You have people who houses. This is my great grandmother's house. This is my such and such house. We've had this farm in my family since 1800. Mm-hmm. Bro, you have literally can reach people with your assets that you'll never see with your eyes. Big facts. Big facts. And it embodies something, right? It embodies something. Knowing that your great grandfather did what he did in order for your father, your grandfather and your father to do this. Now, when you get that, when you're in that thing, you're embodying that. This ain't just some random house or some random company, some random asset. You know, you're you're, you know what it took for it to get to where it is. So even understanding it's like us knowing all our when we you know got older enough to understand all that our our parents did all that our mama did to do you know what she had to to provide for us you you become more appreciative and respectful of the things that she's doing because you understand what it takes right and then in how you do what you do it's also uh affected and so it's like that it just goes so much further so much farther than any kind of quick hit that you can get yeah um you look at flipping property versus long-term holding right short-term desire get this capital gains off of this flip you know pull this profit out this property bro Mm -hmm. but uh long-term holding um you literally can change your family's future with that Mm -hmm. um I told you what I want to do for my kids. I want to buy a house for Jane and another house for Austin. And um, that'll, one number one, start their real estate portfolio because I'll eventually transfer it to them, to their LLCs that I set up. Number two, that could also be their college fund mm-hmm. because if I buy it now and by the time they get college age, if they desire to go to college, then I can pull equity out mm-hmm. of their property that's going to be in their LLC and like, yeah, use this money to go to school. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. Off of, like, that's changing. Like, I don't, there's no student loans that's going to be from there. There's no, because they haven't been in it. It's probably a renter that's still in there paying for it. Right, So, right. you know what I'm saying? There's going to be um, things that you can do with that holding of that property mm-hmm. that you can't if you simply flip. And it's important to remember that it's all about the big picture. It's not saying that selling a stock or day trading or selling a property is inherently bad. No, I'm not saying it's bad. What we are saying is now what we are saying is you must have a long term plan. Right. So whatever you're doing should uh, aid to your long term plan. Right. Yeah. That's what we are saying. You should not live your life. All off of capital gains. I buy it, I sell it. I buy it, I sell it. I buy it, I sell it. That's that. I, it ain't an investor worth his salt that's gonna tell you that that's a good idea. You have to have some type of assets um, that you're acquiring, uh, money uh, that's compounding interest and different things like that. So these things are not inherently bad, um, but ultimately it needs to be a long term goal, a long term uh, vision for what you're doing. So maybe you're selling something to put it into something else but it needs to go somewhere. Uh, Another example is like, 
I think a lot of people in our culture do this. They they buy something that they want when they haven't invested anything yet, right? So w- one practice that people in our community need to change is investing something first before you go buy the thing that you want. Yep. Right? Because it's like, number one, there's always going to be something new that you want. Mm-hmm. So that's, that is a liability mind frame to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you could change the order of that, because some people try to invest last. Well, I only got a, a few, a few, a little bit of money left. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Then I, I can't really make no investments with what I got. You know what I'm saying? But that's because you're investing last. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 401ks wouldn't work if they let the person get their paycheck first. Oh God, no! You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. that's why they changed the income tax because the the income tax wasn't always. Uh, automatically taken out of your check mm-hmm. if you know the history of taxes it, it was in the early 1900s that they decided to do the um, withdrawing in the paycheck before the employee gets it mm-hmm. but that's because mm-hmm. they wasn't responsible for paying their tax afterwards that's why right right so right. um I challenge people to break that habit um, before you buy something that you want, before you go shopping, do some retail therapy, before you do all that and all that, make an investment first. Yeah, yeah. And then if you have something left, yeah, do what you do. You hey, know what I'm saying? It's a rap line. It's an insert rap lyric, dog. <laughs> I forget the. Um, it's a rap line mm. talking about uh, put put you something up. Basically, put you something up before you go buy the slab or before you go buy the watch. I can't remember the line, but I know Lil Wayne said, "Before you spend a dollar, boy, put up the re up." Boy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, so here's a simple action step, man. First thing you need to do is clearly define your purpose when it comes to money. What is your purpose? We're not out here freestyling. What are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, Jay with the NBA, is building generational wealth. So anything that I buy will be for my wife and my children after I leave. You know, you know what I'm saying? So I can't. That's why I'm, that, you know, and that's what really helped me curve my Jordan habit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I curved that Jordan habit because I'm I got on some stuff that hey man, whatever I buy must be transferable mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to my children. Like, and now I like buying dividend stocks. I like mm-hmm. buying looking look at property is something that I'm gonna pass to them. Right now, right. that has become fun, just like copping the J's. Right, right, right. It's right, become right. fun, but it's better. Cause I know I can pass it to them and they're gonna be able to take care of it. And That's they don't good. even need a toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, clearly yeah. define what you are trying to do. And everybody's purpose is gonna look a little different. But yeah. clearly define what your purpose is when it comes to this money, bro. Cause if you don't, you just aimlessly doing stuff and it's not gonna keep you in there invested when times get tough. Yeah. Right? I mean- I would say write that purpose down, right? Mine is uh, with Deuteronomy 8 and 18. God give us the ability to create wealth to establish his covenant, right? So write that purpose down, hang it to where you can see it daily, right? And what that does is it betters the chances that when you make all your financial decisions that they will line up under your purpose. Yeah, beautiful. 
You see what I'm saying? Because otherwise, bro, you just freestyling, bro, and we don't have time for that. Mm-mm. Not yeah. at all. Beautiful. I love it, man. Well, look, make sure that you locked in continuously uh, as a subscriber. Make sure that you're on the, the lookout for new notifications. The only thing you can do after this is become a patron. Go to patreon.com backslash literacy kings. It's also in the show notes. You can go. If you thought this was deep, we go even deeper um, with the literacy kings. Um, and then also, man, we have the podcast course. You know, one of the uh, main things to do uh, when you are looking to better yourself financially is find out a way to one, decrease expenses, but then also to de- increase, increase income and so uh, a side hustle that can also turn into a full out business as we've done is the podcast space man creating a podcast a podcast with purpose you know um you know something you feel some kind of way you got something to say you got something to highlight something to do um we take you from nothing to something nothing to something real quick dollar out of 15 cent Mm -hmm. you know we can get your podcast uh going and we take great pride in doing it because we know how powerful it was for us man so make sure you check the you check the uh the link in the show notes uh, about how you could build your purpose-driven podcast and um i guarantee you it'll be time well spent all right man until the next time we are the literacy kings love Love. reading Reading is fundamental. fundamental